You're listening to The Room Block Podcast, a series of conversations with compelling professionals from the world of events and hospitality. I'm your host, Jen Salerno. I've spent the last 20 years in different facets of the industry, working alongside a variety of people that have one common goal, to serve our customers by creating memorable experiences. Now, I want to share with you the passions, inspirations, and challenges of the individuals who make it happen. In each episode, we'll hear insight and perspective from two guests that fill some of the many roles within this incredible industry. Welcome to The Room Block, and enjoy your stay. Greetings, Room Block podcast listeners. How is everyone doing out there? If you're like me, and like many others that I've seen, you are reliving this particular week, one year ago, as various photo memories pop up on your phone. It's sort of crazy to see pictures of groups of people together, isn't it? Maskless, enjoying life as we used to know it, possibly in another state or country, as we sat only vaguely aware of the change that was about to come our way. It is surreal to be able to look back to this particular point one year ago, as this moment in time holds such major significance for all of us, well, at least in this part of the world. It is rare to experience such a collective occasion with entire countries or continents feeling the same heightened emotions. There is great power in experiencing significant moments with others. On a much smaller scale, we see this in our everyday lives when doing activities such as creating inside jokes around the dinner table, witnessing the passing of a beloved family member, or sharing an adventure while on vacation with friends. These shared experiences break down walls, stimulate conversation, strengthen connections, and maybe even lead to solutions. My two guests today understand this power and have harnessed it, packaged it, and regularly deliver it to companies who are looking for ways to enhance the way they connect with each other as well as their customers. Liz Lathan and Nicole Ashibodu come to us from Hot Dokumazu, a company that intentionally creates shared experiences that are anchored in conversation in order to drive genuine connections. They have dubbed Hot Dokumazu a spontaneous think tank because it's not that they are creating the content, they are creating an environment and an experience that is conducive to guiding a group of people through a journey resulting in enhanced connections. This happens because the shared experience gets the group talking, and this is where the magic happens. And if you're wondering, yes, this includes virtual. To these ladies, Zoom has the ability to produce just as much, if not more, magic. Now, as somebody who started a podcast with the goal of enhancing connections within the events and hospitality industry by sharing conversations, learning about Hot Dokumazu's mission was exciting in and of itself. But to chat with CEO Liz Lathan and President Nicole Ashibodu, I felt like I was witnessing the end result of a steady diet of Tony Robbins and Deepak Chopra. Which is to say that I was unbelievably impressed by Liz and Nicole's vision, motivation, and outlook. Their unique superpowers help to ignite a shared passion for their work and life that is palpable in this conversation. 
But what is most admirable? These girls just want to have fun. Let's get to it now so you can learn more about Hot Dokumazu's innovative approach to building more connected and profitable relationships, as told by Liz Lathan and Nicole Ashibodu. Hello, everyone, and thanks so much for joining me for another episode of the Room Vlog Podcast. Today, we have two ladies with us from a company called Hot Dokumazo. We have Liz Lathan and Nicole Ashiboto. Welcome. Thank Hello. you. Hi, ladies. I think I've seen you. Let's see. We've been on Zoom together on a few different occasions and in a Slack channel. <laughs> we've done a lot of communicating that way. But I'm so pleased to have you both on the show and to learn more about your company and to share the story with everybody. So you're Thanks. so excited. Thank you so much for having us. And yeah, I would say we're kind of omni-channel, right? Because now we're, we're podcast, we're YouTube, we're Slack, we're WhatsApp, we're email. You can find us pretty much anywhere. So exactly. I'm glad that we found you. <laughs> yes, I know. Well, and I, I'm a little embarrassed. I have to admit something. Before the pandemic situation, I did not know about Hot, hot Docomozo. I, I was not aware of the company. So if there's any silver linings that have come out of the pandemic, it is learning so much more about what's out there, including your company. So I'm really excited to have you both on. I agree with you completely. The silver lining of 2020, we went to 28 countries through Zoom virtually with Hot Dokimazo. I, we've met hundreds of new people through Zoom with the Hot Dokimazo. It's just been, it's been an incredible journey over this really difficult year. Yeah, and I love the the idea of just being anybody's silver lining, but I think it's more so it's that our community of hotties has been ours and being able to grow our, you know, family has just been so great. Yes, I agree. Well, and you know, back to that Slack channel, I have had additional opportunities come out of that. Just, um, I can't remember. Did it, oh, yes, because it was from the Age of Conversation Summit. That's mm -hmm. where it started. And I mean, I've met people through there and gotten different work opportunities. I mean, it's just, it's really cool. I'm very pleased and grateful to be a part of it. So thank you for that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> we love it. <laughs> but well, let's let our audience hear all about who you are and what your story is. So I Basically, I just I like to start by saying, like, how did you even get into this wonderful industry of ours? Everyone's got kind of their own story. And then what is the journey to getting to Hot Tokamazo? So go ahead, ladies. My, my journey is in the high tech world. So I kind of grew up in um, the events and marketing world in a marketing department of high tech. So Dell and IBM and a number of other companies um, and Nicole and I met through industry events that we had seen each other at. We never worked together. We had just kind of, we would meet each other at these events, which is the reason events are amazing, right? Um, and we, after going to a number of them, we kind of realized we were flying to a place just to kind of sit in the back of a dark room and check emails. And we really wanted to be at these events to meet and talk. And some of the event organizers had forgotten that that's why people come to events. And they were cramming us into rooms and pushing more content. And we were missing the real meat of networking. There were plenty of coffee breaks and, you know, bar opportunities to exchange business cards, but not to solve problems. And so we created this idea of having an event that was an add-on to all of those other industry events that have great information so that you have an opportunity to have conversation. So now Nicole's part. Yeah. And I would say that we had been, it was myself, Liz, and our other co-founder, Tom Spano, and we had been friends forever. And 
the worst part of an event for me anyways is sitting in a keynote session and just having somebody talk at me. I really love the conversations that happen in the hallway. And so that's really where Hot Dokimaza was formed, was in a hallway in an exact moment that just we remember the exact place and time, which how cool is that to just know exactly the moment we're like, our lives would change forever was like serendipity happened in an instant. And so we were sitting there having a conversation and it was about a transition that I was going to make or something like that. And somebody came by and we call it xylophone shaming when they were like, ding, 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 go back in the session. And we were like, no, no, we're good. Like we're just having a you know great conversation here, catching up. And this, this is awesome. We we're totally into it. And they said, well, the session is a little bit light. And we were like, what? Like, that's everything that's wrong with events. And so in that moment, we decided to create Hot Dogimaza, which is all conversations that you have in the hallway, a little bit based on the unconference format, um, and but really adding in that human element, which is where we add hugs and magic to it. And that's, I mean, that was, who knew in that moment our, our lives would change forever and we would have this amazing, huge family where there's probably not a company that we don't know somebody at. So it's just so fun to share our network with everybody. And, um, and that's really been fun for us. Oh, yeah. Well, you're so right about when you go to events and the magic is what happens in in the hallways and those little things. And that's what we're all missing so much. And enter your role in this pandemic. And I think why you've you brought this light for people is, you know, to have that to try to try to recreate that feeling as much as possible. And it's been a success. It has been. And it's it's almost a surprise, but it's also not at all a surprise. You know, I I think that the other part of Hot Dokimazo is just the name. Dokimazo is the Greek word that means to try or prove that something is genuine. And so we created it as an experiment. The whole thing existed to see, could we run an event that did not have a planned agenda with keynotes and breakouts, where we would bring people together, decide what we needed to talk about, and run the day based on that. So that's where the unconference piece comes in, which is crowdsourcing from the participants on site. What are the challenges you're trying to solve, and who has solved those challenges that could run the session on it? And so it's spontaneously created. Hot is just a fun word, fashionably elegant or high class. When I found this word, Dokimaza, originally I pitched to the, to the team, we were going to call it Event University, Y-O-U. And um, Nicole and Tom were like, that's really stupid, Liz. So we didn't do that. But then I found this word, Dokimaza, in the thesaurus. And Nicole was like, that's hot. No, that's hot. So we named it Hot Dokimaza. And one of our friends um, said, you guys, you cannot name it that. No one can pronounce it. And um, we were like, dude, half the world uses a computer named after a fruit. No one cares what it's called. It's just, <laughs> it's something that's memorable. It's something that's meaningful. And let's just do this. So it was really fun. But it was all based on conversation. So we created these events for people to get together and talk. And so when the pandemic, pandemic hit and so many event professionals and marketing professionals said, shift your content to online. Let's turn it into a virtual event. Let's make it a broadcast and let's get the content out there. And the chat room was all that was left. And while the chat room is great, the chat room is not conversation. And we created this Age of Conversation Summit last year because we are okay with having broadcast content, but we need time to talk about it. So all of our sessions, even if they were pre-recorded broadcasts, they were in Zoom meetings so that when the broadcast ended, you were there with people and you could talk and continue the conversation. And that's why the Slack channel was so effective because it was an asynchronous way for people to continue the conversation before, during, and after. Yes. Okay. So 
another virtual conference, you know, PCMA wrapped about you know a month ago. And I thought that was very successful. But the one thing that bothered me about it was, you know, I thought they did a great job, but like you're in a session, yes, fine, you're working the chat, whatever. But then it was over and you jump out of that room and then you're like, now what? I can't talk right. to anybody else. <laughs> you know, so that is a that is something that was missing. There's that energy after a talk when you're like you see a session and you're like, okay, now I want to talk about it live with people. <laughs> and that's what you created. Yeah, we I mean we built everything around the best part of events, which is which is the people and those conversations. And I think what's really cool is that a lot of events try and force what happens after. And that happens naturally for us, which is really great. And so forcing what happens after as far as, well, we need an app to you know, continue the conversation or it has to happen on Slack. And there's all these digital arms of trying to extend that conversation um, that just, it's just not the same as connecting with somebody, getting their phone number, for example. I mean, old school, right? And, right? and giving them a call after because the whole thing and the premise that we love is that we take away um, company and title. Because imagine the conversations that you would have if you didn't care or weren't concerned about, you know, who the person was, you know, as far as their title and, and where they worked. And so they get to know each other as humans first, which is not really, um, I wouldn't say allowed. It doesn't happen at most other events because immediately you look down at their lanyard in person or you're looking them up on LinkedIn and they're just kind of this like object rather than somebody that you're like, I love what you had to say about that. And who are you? I love your energy. This is great. And so um, in our in-person events, we would share the contact list of the entire um, the entire attendee list with everybody else. So they didn't have to worry about exchanging business cards because they knew that they would get all of that after. And we created an honor system around that, which is awesome. And we've really never had a problem with it um, to let people just be in the moment. Wow. Well, see, it's like you've just thought about all of those little things that make the difference to people and make going to events or attending events so special. We just take our favorite pet peeves and try to fix them. My biggest one is the registration process of events. When you walk onto a, an event, you go up to this desk, you're handed some stuff, and then you kind of look around and go, anyone here I know? No? So now I want to get on my phone and try to look like I'm important and have better things to do than stand alone. So at all of our in-person events, we don't do that at all. When you come up, it's immediate. We're going to figure out what the post-pandemic thing is because normally it's like, it's a hug. It's, oh my gosh, I'm so glad to meet you. What is your name? Write your name down here. First name only on your name badge. Let me introduce you to some folks. And we, we start every event with a meal so that we're bringing people over to a table and sitting down and having this family-style break bread moment. So now our big thing is when we start coming back to life later this year, what's the switch? What's the twist? And we've got to be ahead of that. So that's what we're trying to plan right now. Oh, well, if anyone can do it, it's going to be you too. I, I know that there's innovation right here for sure. So, okay, let's, let's go back to, to these events. I mean, basically to what your company does, like who is your ideal customer? What exactly is it that, that you're doing for these customers? Sure. Um, I think it's funny because the customer is really a lot of field marketing teams come to us looking for true engagement. They um, in the last seven months, we've had very similar conversations where they all are having the same problem. So really, I think, you know, just being in quarantine has really um, 
brought people together to realize what's important because they've had to. Sales teams, for example, they, they don't have steak dinners that they can take people to anymore. And so now what is working currently when um, either somebody can't buy in the moment or, you know, for the for the meantime, or they, you know, they're just they're tired of the cocktail tastings and the cooking classes, or maybe they're just putting them in, you know, horrible is just the drip campaign only and expecting, well, I'm reaching out. They're not responding. Well, it's all boring. So it's just, it's kind of, you know, um, when field marketing or, you know, execs or just marketing teams, sales teams, when they reach out to us, they're asking like, well, well, the one thing we do know about you, if we know nothing else, or at least we heard is that, you know, you really truly are able to connect people and teach us how to do that. So it's one thing for us to come in and do that. And we love that. And that's what we built our business on, which is really cool. But we love to teach teams how to be a little bit more human. And that goes beyond, um, you know, the Googling where you, how do you, how do you create engagement? How do you create connection? Well, the most, the things that are listed is virtual games, you know, and that's how they create engagement. Those are the suggestions. And then how do you, you know, create a connection? It would say, oh, we'll have empathy. Well, if you're a salesperson who's been selling the same way for 30 years and you're a marketing team that's like been killing it awesome. And now you're just kind of not out of your element, but you need to add things to your bags of tricks. Then you don't know what to do. And, and you need directions for what does it mean to be empathetic? What does it mean to like active listening. I thought I knew what that was, but it means something that's a little bit different in the use of, of this. And so for us, we teach people the first thing is their mindset of where most people see a screen, we see a portal. And that is both a portal into somebody's home, because if they actually stop and think about it, when has it ever been this easy to get their 30 percent of the way in by just getting a Zoom call, period, because now you're in each other's homes and, you know, yes, it's the dogs and the kids and the oh, you know, and you're able to relate to them and that kind of thing. And maybe you're seeing them like maybe you're both wearing pajamas and you don't want to say it, but you both know, you know, and so. <laughs> It's, you know, the bottom half, but that's really what it puts you in a different place. And so if you can recognize that and build off of that and enhance it and not just stop there like I'm at home, you're at home. Cool. So you want to talk about my stuff like that doesn't work. It's, you have to continue to build on that. And those are truly things that you can't teach in a book. You have to experience them. You have to think back of, wow, what is the one experience from anybody, a business or a person that I will never forget? And what were we doing? And I guarantee you they were sharing an experience together that might have been the first time they both did something super important. Maybe it was a time that they were both really down or a both a moment of celebration, but they were having a significant moment. And that's what we teach people is first, we're going to give you some significant moments. So people really want to come and, and, you know, they want to attend your your thing or whatever it is. But after that, this is how you can do it and keeping that energy up and the follow up and all the things where it's natural. And so those are basics. Yeah. And so our background is all events. The three of us, me, Nicole, and Tom, came from corporate events, agency events, all events. And we created Hot Dokimazo by us for, honestly, for us, because we were bored at other events, but for other event professionals to come in. And again, as an add-on to the things they were already going to, to come here and converse. What happened by from that, because we also had our real jobs and we were just doing this as a hobby because we wanted it to happen, um, the people that came to the event started saying, could you do this for my event? And so our original target market were event professionals because the event professionals were bringing us in to add on to their conferences and to add on to their experiences this conversation that could happen. 
So then when the pandemic hit and we could no longer go add on to other people's events, we started do we actually had one of our in-person spontaneous think tanks planned right before South by Southwest here in Austin. And that was kind of the pivotal moment where everything shut down. So they canceled South by, we stopped, you know, canceled our event. But instead of canceling it, we thought, well, we've used Zoom before and we've used the breakout rooms in Zoom before. So why don't we just do this thing virtually and see what happens? And it happened to just be the right thing at the right time. People needed to talk. People needed to cry. People needed to figure out what's going to happen to all these events that their clients or that their company was having them do. And it just, it was this emotional moment that cemented our realization that conversation is the basis for world peace. And so we just started doing them for free every month for the event community and saying, come here, let's figure out what the problems are and let's all talk together. And from that, as event professionals, unfortunately, we're starting to lose roles or be shifted into a digital marketing role or a marketing role. We started getting more visibility into marketing organizations and the marketers started saying, wow, could we add this on to a program that we're already running? So we can supplement a broadcast or digital marketing campaign with a conversation-based campaign. So then our target audience really shifted from not just event professionals, but marketing and sales teams. The sales teams came in because the marketers are now creating incredible conversation-based events, but they can't teach the salespeople how to drive customers to it. So then we go to the salespeople and we're like, well, here's what's happening and how you could use it. And the salespeople are like, oh my gosh, yes, that sounds fantastic. So now we have events, marketing, and sales all working together to bring people together to further conversations, get prospects, get customers, get loyalty programs, all of this great stuff. Now, the magic of what happened to us, it was completely accidental, was back in November of 2019, we did a trip called Hot Dokimaza's Secret Family Reunion, where we invited 80 experiential marketers to meet us at JFK, bring their passport and pack for six days, and we did not tell them where they were going. So they met us at the airport, and we said, surprise, we've chartered a plane to Tuscany. Put them on an airplane, <laughs> tug them out to Tuscany for a six-day spontaneous think tank experience that was mind-blowing. Uh, yeah. So we were supposed to start our site visits for when we were going to do that trip again. But since we couldn't travel, we decided to do them virtually. But instead of just us and somebody showing us their hotel, we decided to turn it more like into a travel show and invite everyone along with us. So we're going to go to a whole bunch of different places. We're going to have our friends in these countries, DMCs, colleagues, anyone we knew, walk around with their cell phone as best they could and show us the country like they were our friend giving us a tour. And that became an every Friday experience from, gosh, I think we started them in May of 2020 mm -hmm. and ran them all the way to the end of the year in December, every almost every Friday. So we went to over 28 countries. We met hundreds of new people all over the world. We now have friends in Thailand and South Africa, Rwanda, all over Europe, South America. Wow. It was insane. So again, from that, all of our participants that came to those shows said, could you do that for our company? And so now we have this magic formula of a conversation-based event with a shared magical experience that helps drive the conversation. And that's, that's it. That's what makes the magic. You know, I came across in, on LinkedIn, Liz, I think you had written an article about Zoom, right? Mm -hmm. And it was why, you know, everyone's saying, oh, Zoom, Zoom fatigue, blah, blah. And you're like, uh-uh, uh-uh, I love Zoom and here's why. And like, you're describing exactly the power. I mean, you, you've harnessed the power of what is possible through virtual experiences. You know, I mean, you've turned it from just, yes, we're presenting the content online 
to this massive actual experience that people are sharing together. I mean, that's really amazing. It's exactly what Nicole said. We don't view the screen as a boundary. It's a portal and it can take you anywhere. Tomorrow we're doing an event where we're going to be off the coast of the Pacific, out in the Pacific Ocean, off the west coast of Mexico with doing an open water dive with sharks. And I mean, it's insane. And I would say that that really says um, that's how we think. So a lot of people say, well, what do you do? I'm like, eh, what do we do? I mean, that that we'll think of that later because it's it's like saying, because what we might do and what we might have as the solution might be nothing that we've ever done before. And that's where we really come in with these world first is because we refuse to, to think that what is, I always say we don't order off the menu because <laughs> we just, I'm like, I don't like those. Those are stock. Like when, you know, and even when, you know, people will, come to us and they'll say, oh, you know, you have you ever thought about doing this? Or, you know, you don't have a digital community or you guys could really use like a platform. We're like platform, platform, because it's it's not about that. It's about face to face and the energy. And we refuse to think that this is bad. And so when we approach this, meaning the screen, and so when we approach the ideas and what we're thinking about on like, okay, what can we do here? It's it's mainly it's based on if we're bored or not at the time, because once we get bored, it's run its course. And so we hope that everybody steals everything that we ever do. The only thing they can't take is our name and the word and the phrase spontaneous think tank. Other than that, steal away, because by the time we put it out there and they see it, well, we're probably on to the next thing anyways. And the whole idea is to change the way that people think. And so that really is where, um, you know, for us, it's put our business in a completely different category of um, of being the exception to most ways and rules that business works. So when somebody says, oh, well, that's not possible. Well, usually it is for us. And and if they're be like, oh, that's impossible. Well, okay, that's not true either. And so we've always just kind of been, even like how cool is it that we've grown to the community that we have and we've never done sales or marketing. We actually don't have either team. And so we've never, like we've been, it's fortunate where things come to us and it's great because people are getting excited. And when you're here, you experience something that's amazing, you want to share it. And that's really where it's been is word of mouth. And that um, when they describe HD, they actually have a hard time describing it. And we're okay with that too, because it's that thing that you just have to experience. And I can't really explain it, but it was life-changing and it truly is. One of my favorite quotes from one of our participants said that HD is like air. You, you can't really describe it, but when it's gone, you notice it. It's like the most out-of-the-box possible company or way of thinking that exists, right? You know, menu, no restrictions. And, you know, it's funny because I think meeting planners are typically used to making the impossible possible, right? But mm-hmm. you've gone beyond that, really. I mean, because it's you're you're taking things that have never even been thought of before and making them possible. But you know, I think and you had asked us before, how do we view ourselves? Are we meeting planners, change makers, thought leaders? Right. I view us as that poker for the fireplace. Like if the, there's already logs, there's already a flame. All we're doing is poking it and making that flame just a little bit bigger, a little bit brighter. Everybody has this. We're not some super magical unicorn. Everyone can do this. You just got to fan those flames a little bit more. That's what we're here to do. And knowing, again, that since I came from this corporate background, I know that as a corporate event marketer, there are a lot of things I can't test. 
because it might fail. And there is no room for failure in the event world. So where do event professionals go to test things? You go to Hotdokimazo. We can test it. We're, our whole name is about trying things out. So if anyone has something that they want to try, it's our tribe, it's our community that is totally willing to try it with you, for you, as a part of you to make sure it's going to work. And that's what we love. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. It's just like a one big experiment, which you really can't fail an experiment, right? Exactly. Just you just testing. find new ways to try things. Oh. Yes. Well, and what a, what an engaging way to work and live. I mean, because I assume that you take this mentality into your personal lives as well. I mean, you kind of would have to because it's it's a very unique way of thinking. Yeah, I would say that we don't have personal lives or work lives. <laughs> There's no division, right? <laughs> we've. I mean, how cool is it? And this is really what you talk about. And is that how do you make your your job your passion? Well, this is not our passion. Actually, Liz and I sit around. We're like, hey, you know, it would be really fun. And that's, is we think of, oh, I've always wanted to do this. So yeah, you're, our business is about other people, but it really stems from what we think is cool. So when people say that we're not working or off, I don't know what that means because that's like telling somebody, can you stop thinking? No. And so we find, you know, what are people, you know, what are conversations that we had? I really, I sometimes wake up in the morning and out of nowhere, I'll be like, Liz, I had a dream. She sends me like these seven mile long WhatsApp messages. And then I'm like, dude, I'm walking the dog. Call me and talk me through it because that was way too much. <laughs> so it literally happened this morning. <laughs> yeah. And so, well, like, where do we, where do we wanted to build a life where we go around and have, you know, expose ourselves to different cultures, different countries, different ways of doing things, you know, feeling uncomfortable, feeling comfortable, all the things. And just for us, and then people just wanted to come along. And so essentially, while we live the hot life, we let people come in because we're all about transparency. We even have done, especially in Age of Conversation, where we do our planning meetings at the time or just our calls, and we live stream them. We're like, here's all the guts. Here's what we use to put it together. Um, you know, here's the template we use if we even use those. And so that's really where like we want to share it with people. But it truly is. It's us doing what we think that people love. And the coolest thing is when other people, we love to hear what their bucket list items is. And then we remember those and we're like, okay. I have one that you're going to want to attend. Or like, there's a thing and we figured it out, you know. And so, I mean, we're going to space in September because Liz has wanted to go to space. Ta-da! You know, and it's going to be live on Zoom. Like, how cool is that? And so, you know, I, I scuba dove before. And so I wanted to essentially and save the oceans. That's true. I really love that. And so that's where we created the first, you know, underwater shark dive live on Zoom because, well, we needed to figure it out. And I'm not even a tech person. We figured out two technologies that don't even work together. And I was like, well, there's no way that we're not going to do this, especially now that I know that nobody else has done it. Well, and I'm like, bring it world. I love it. You guys are the epitome of what it means to like put good, positive energy and vibes out into the world. And then like you're just getting them back, right? Because I mean, you're just, it's like this constant cycle of of feeding yourselves, feeding others through these just ideas and energy. It's, it's, I mean, it's very exciting to hear. But it is 100% true. The more positivity we put out there, the more amazing things come to us. The people that we need for every moment of every challenge we're trying to solve magically appear in front of us. And so it's been this, it, since we started doing this in 2017, it's been like that for us. It's so crazy. Mm -hmm. um, we, we were flying, I was flying back from our San Diego event in 2017 and happened to sit next to one of our participants. And he was telling me his grand plans for building this 
thing that he wanted and creating this agency and doing these things and, and he ended up acquiring us as part of the the overall piece of his company. He renamed the company Hot. So we have Hot companies now. There's six companies all within one. Hot Dokimazo is this piece of it. We just acquired Eventworks, an incredible event, um, like where they huge event or production organization out of LA. And we've got now the Hot Rock creative team with Hot Dokimazo and Eventworks. We've got Hot Spot, which is our event venue in Cedar Park. We bought it to be our office because we were officing out of apartments, which is a 100% legal for as long as we were doing that. So we were like, we should probably get some office space. So we bought this place that used to be a restaurant that had an amphitheater. And we ended up, again, one of those people out of the blue things, somebody came up to us and said, hey, when this was a restaurant, we used to run concerts here. Would you guys want to do concerts? And voila, we have a concert venue. And now we're doing this huge renovation. Obviously, we had to close it during COVID, but we were going to renovate anyway. So what a perfect time to just go ahead and get the renovations done. We'll come out, swing in, and late April, it's going to be incredible. We've got, what other companies? Do we have Nicole? Swag Hub. I mean, we got <laughs> Hot Rock Entertainment. We're, we're having two more. We might acquire it. It's just, it's really cool. <laughs> and honestly, we always say, we have one saying, and it's everything's always working out for us. And everything finds us when it needs to. So our gauge of whether or not we should do something is two things. One is, does it feel fun? Does it and feel the other, fun? And if it, and if the answer is no, we don't do it. Like literally, we'll be like, nope, think of something else, brand new idea. <laughs> Or two is, does it feel hard? Because if it's hard, we're doing it wrong and we'll either pause or, you know, meaning hard to like, we're trying to come up, we're coming up with this idea and we keep, it just isn't working because when we think of an idea, we literally could have, we could plan three years in 30 minutes, like within, you know, it will just, it hits and that's, you know, does it, it's natural, it's quick and that's how our life is. And, you know, when Jeff, you know, the, the attendee before, Jeff Haynes, now he's the CEO of all of hot companies. When he acquired HD, like, here I am. I live in Austin now. Like, I moved from San Diego. Like, who would have known, you know, from meeting Liz and Tom at a, you know, wine event and industry event that my life will be forever different in a different state and all the things. <laughs> my gosh. I mean, it, it's really amazing to listen to this. Just to see the power of what happens when you get the right energies together and the right attitudes and you guys both share such a positive attitude. And I mean, it's amazing. I want to ask, like, does anything bad ever happen? <laughs> you know, I mean, and I'm sure it does. But I feel like even if it did, you just don't look at it in that way. Like, it, fine, it's a challenge or an opportunity, right? It's not like, OK, this is the end of the world. Yeah, there's, there's plenty of terrible things that have gone on in our lives in the last two years, <laughs> and we, we don't need to give that energy any power. You know, so there, there are things that you can take from it and things that you can learn from it and then things that you can go apply the positivity from it. So memories of people that were with us this past year and how can we take that and honor their memory and do amazing things with it and move forward and create something that would make them proud of us now. Mm. Yeah, I love that. Great outlook on life. <laughs> Just such a good lesson, especially now, because, you know, I mean, the silver lining is there. You know, things are coming. Things, there's a light at the end of the tunnel, but we still need a lot of positive energy to get to the next place. We but do, like, yeah. let's got to enjoy it while we're there, you know, while we're here. But positive energy is in your own head. It's in your own head. Yeah. And that's the thing, like Nicole said earlier, the mind shift change. That's no matter who you're talking to, you, you start with you. And, and once you send that out, then you can get it back more easily. Yes. Yeah. And I would say that even just that's how 
you know, all of the methodology that we built, that we figured out how to do all these things and we apply it to business, but all we're, we're living life. And that's not, that's not something that you stop doing, right? And you always need in tough moments, right? There's That's where you have a community. And how cool is it that we were able to grow our community, grow our team, grow our business? And that happened naturally. We It, it literally happens organically. Um, and we just kind of follow it sometimes. But we know that it's based in the most human and primal things. And those are what, because they're so simple, um, of course, you have to have an understanding of some other things to be able to apply in a cool way. But truly, it is. It's so simple that it doesn't matter what industry it's for. It's not for a certain industry. It's for human beings to talk to each other. And that's where that world peace thing comes on. And I always say that because literally imagine if everybody, doesn't matter who they are, let's think of countries, leaders, whatever. If everybody came to the table as an equal, willing to listen and also willing to share how would we have any wars? We wouldn't. And we would because you'd be based in, well, we need to work it out because every problem ever is solved in a conversation. And that means conversation and action, all the things. But the whole thing is, but to come together like that is just, it truly is, that that is the answer. And we've never, ever seen not one time where a conversation was not the answer. So to be able to build that in whatever way makes sense for the for the goal and all of those things. Sometimes all people need is a good thumbs up from us. And we stand in the core. We're like, look at them. They're doing it on their own because it's not us. We're not the content, for example. We just are like, it's OK. Go for it. You got this. And so it's not <laughs> us. It's just us being like, you know, thumbs up and you can do it. And then it's it's them. And that's why it's so significant and impactful for them is because we didn't do something for them. They did something for them. And that is something that will live on forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and let's talk about community. There's no, you don't buy into the hottie community. You don't have to get a ticket to it. You don't have to pay a membership. Being a hottie is simply a matter of agreeing to what we call the five C's. The first one is care. The second one is co-create. The third one is collaborate. The fourth one is converse, and the fifth one is connect. And the problem with most events, people, marketing programs, is that they try to skip the first four and jump straight to connect. And you cannot create connection without doing the first four. So if you agree to come to us, an event, any event you go to, you're a hottie. You just simply take those, and that's how you come to a conversation, right, is by bringing that freedom and that openness. So we find that our community meets up at all the other industry events, and they look for other hotties, and they gather together. It's not a matter of, it's like Nike. We say this all the time. Just because I have a Nike outfit, then I feel I feel more athletic. Like, I feel, I'm wearing the shoes. I can get out there and walk. I didn't have to join their Facebook group and post something <laughs> in order to be part of their community. I feel it. So that's what we ask. Mm, I love it. Well, so I'm curious, you both are seem to be very much on the same wavelength as far as, as what you're doing and putting out there. But what do each of you bring to the table separately? Like, do you have like, you know, Liz, are you like, I'm the guru in this area? And Nicole, you're saying I'm, this is what I'm good at. And this is what I bring to the table. I would say yes, 100%. And yeah. that's why I wouldn't, you know, some people are like, well, we're not opposites. Actually, we're very similar, but our skill sets are very complementary. And so I would not say we're different. I would say that that I know when it's her turn to do something and she knows when it's my turn. So I would say that my, um, you know, my half <laughs> um, is, is that really the human thing and, and listening, like we could both hear the same conversation. I'm like, yeah, but 
I think this is really what they're saying. You know, it's it's what they're not saying. And and what did they, you know, just that uh, the emotional intelligence piece, she definitely has that too. We have very similar things, but that's what I'm drawn to and that's what I can't let go of. And so I've built that to be my, you know, magical wand. And that's really what's great. You know, I would rather, I cannot, let me tell you what, I can't do organizational things, please. Like that's, I, I can't, you know, thinking of the order of things, but if I, you know, I can definitely bring to the table is, um, you know, when somebody needs something or our communities feel in this way. And so, hey, we need to reach out or whatever. So those, um, you know, more human focused pieces. I also love biz dev and sales. So that's like, for me, that's like a fun game. And that terrifies me. I couldn't sell <laughs> Like, no, that is the word sell. Anything with a dollar figure on it just freaks me out and I hate it and I'm terrified of it. So, but I am more of the the marketing, the business strategy, the understanding how to facilitate a problem solving session to get people to work together to bring their answer to it. So while Nicole's an empath and can read those people and really understand what they're feeling and thinking, I can read the direction they're going in and redirect it and make sure that Mm. it's going to come out fruitful. And so we yin and yang together for that kind of beautiful harmony of getting people to the point that they've solved their own problem. Yeah. And I think it's it's um, who goes in what situation. Sometimes it's like a dance. Sometimes, okay, I'm going to go and I'm going to pass it off. My favorite visual is my most excited moment is when I look into a, a room that's full of people. And to me, I'm like, ha, ah, here we go. Like, I can't wait, right? Like, I'm going to go, okay, here's this person and I'm going to go meet everybody. And then Liz, that's not her jam, but let me tell you what, because as soon as we come out of that room, I'm like, so what are we going to do now? Because, (laughs) because now I'm like, what do we do with all this? Because then it lives in my head. You know, I I don't speak in full sentences. Sometimes I'll complete half a thought, but she speaks a language. And so we can finish it, um, you know, and so we both know when to pull or push each other or lift or hug or whatever that is. Um, I think that we've been really in tune to that. And that's been really helpful on, you know, on building a business. And I think the one thing though is between us is, is we're unconditional, right? I, I have my flaws. We all have flaws and, and just we're like, well, that's a thing. Like, so what else? Okay. What else are we going to think about? Or hold on, you know, like I sent her a message the other day and she goes, talk more because I only sent her like half a thought and I pushed send. I really actually talked to her for half an hour in my mind, but, and she knew it. But she's like, don't, you didn't finish that. I'm like, right, yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> and we kind of view the world as spaghetti brains and waffle brains. So the waffle brain people, they have syrup in one square at a time, and they're very logistically minded and detail-oriented. Spaghetti brain people, there's sauce on every noodle at any moment of any time. And Nicole is a full-on spaghetti brain. There's sauce on every noodle at every time. And if you follow a noodle, it's going to lead you to another noodle, and you're going to keep going. And sometimes you jump from one noodle to the other. And I am also spaghetti brained, but every once in a while, i got to stop and lay the noodles out and just see them all side by side so I know how many noodles are in there and then I can put the noodles back in. So that's kind of how we work. <laughs> Did you guys make that up? That's really <laughs> that's awesome. I love that. We're visuals. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I have to think about where I am, where I fall in that category. <laughs> but yes, this is so cool. So it's like Nicole brings like the, the energy and the feel and then Liz decides what to do with it. Well, we kind of used to describe it as the glitter cannon. Like Liz is stuffing the cannon with all the glitter and getting it in there, figuring out how we're going to light it and figuring out the direction. Like Tom will help us aim it, aim it. And then Nicole, she's the glitter. Kaboom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the noise. You're the- <laughs> yes. Well, it's all working together and forming this really 
beautiful thing. So I love it. So what is next? What's next for the company or yourselves? What's 21 going to look like or 22? Yeah. Well, I think 21 is for sure. um, It's I think it's we've left ourselves some room where we can make it whatever we need to be. But we actually created a um, just a way our own essentially retention, growth, and engagement platform um, that has a capstone event where we go on a crazy trip at the very end that essentially we want to invite others to. And so um, we have some marketing and sales execs that are coming to this really cool program once a quarter that's called Convo. And it's literally, it's it's conversations that connect and conversations that convert. And that does not mean convert for us. That means convert to friendships. Maybe it converts to business. Maybe it shows them, how do you take this methodology that these crazy chicks created and how do I go apply it to my business? And the conversations that connect it truly is it's whatever they want to talk about um, that's relevant to them in the moment. We're just there to facilitate and kind of give them a place to have those conversations. They're the experts, not us. And then we make it that You know, we add in a virtual venture that's so cool and you can't not want to come to it. And it really stands out just even that alone. Just why do they want to come? Maybe they're like, I don't know about these conversations or I don't want any more relationships. I don't know that anybody says that, but there's people out there. And so that's it doesn't matter how you come to the table, just come. And so I think that for especially when you start getting up to that director level and above in any kind of a corporate career, it's very isolating at I don't want to say the top, but sometimes it's it's hard for you to do that. Or if you're on a certain company and it's hard for you to just have open conversations. And so you either don't have time or for whatever the reason is, it's hard to build those deep and trusting relationships with like-minded professionals because the last thing you want to do is join a community where you sign up and you go on this thing and then, oh my gosh, it's all full of partners trying to sell you things. Mm -hmm. So that is our number one rule is no sales. That's always been. So for 21, we're just building a program that other people can do, other people can learn from, and then other people are interested in it. And you know what, really, it's, I think, I love it. It's, it gives us something to look forward to, both for mm-hmm. them and for us. And then it leaves room to, maybe it goes to hybrid after, maybe we totally go in person, but it doesn't matter because we're all doing, it's, ser- it's serving the same function. Some have hugs and some have virtual hugs. <laughs> well, I love the word convert in the way that you used it, because I think traditionally, you are thinking about con- like converting leads to sales or you know closing business or whatever but the way that you're using it is just like no I, it's just it's an action it's it's instigating an action whatever action that is going to give you value you know whether or not it's a new connection or or some kind of takeaway like but you are you are going to get some results from yeah. this we're going to we're going to convert some energy into something else that's cool. And then in the background, we're doing a research study. So that's what's next for us in 2022. So these quarterly summits with these executives coming together for conversation and shared experience, we are attempting to measure the, the relationship between the shared experience and converting. So pipeline, revenue, business, there's so many studies out there that exist on emotions and marketing and advertising and why you have to create a connection in that kind of one-way, one-to-many world. But that research doesn't exist in a B2B, face-to-face, what does that shared experience impact the actual conversion piece 
look like. So we're doing that in the background, and the people that are committing to, the, to join this program will be taking surveys and joining focus groups over the course of 2021 so that we can come out with this new business metric. And we're very excited about what 2022 is going to bring. Wow. There's like nothing that you guys aren't touching right now. It's very cool. Well, that's the big thing for the measurement piece is it's right. There's really not that many ways to measure it. And how does everybody they do it in their own way or, you know, maybe it's just specific to the company. But if you could imagine being able to measure the impact that your those experiences are having on pipeline generation and deal acceleration, close the close rate by maybe it was 12 months, maybe now it's six months, or these kinds of actions work, and then work it backwards to create the programs for marketing to create a program that's built on something like that, meaning we know, because we've measured it before, that this works. So now we can stop doing this and do something else. And so, and along the way they're learning, and, but the biggest thing is it closes the gap between sales teams and marketing teams, which is the biggest gap of all time. And there's no company on the face of the earth that has a beautifully working sales and marketing team. They're always a little bit of oil and water. And so this shows them how to have their own conversation in that they have to rely on each other because when sales is winning, marketing's like, what else do you need? And when marketing's like, I know exactly what to build you. And sales is like, then I'm going to use it. So it's really a cohesive, beautiful thing. And then our heart comes back to the event industry because once we get this metric and understand this, this return on emotion, then we're going to be able to help the event teams explain why those key moments need to happen at an event. Because you always fight that battle for budget and for, you know, you've got a certain amount of money. What are you going to spend it on? Oh, did it all go to F&B? Okay. Can that shared moment be in the F&B? And how do we put a little bit more into it to make that the moment people remember and bring the whole event together? Because education comes from a memory. You have to have something to latch onto, right? You think about that shared moment. So if you can provide the monetary value of that, then the whole industry should be able to rise. I feel like you're kind of breaking down silos, right? I mean, because you like you've talked about sales and marketing and just whole you know, event professionals. I mean, everyone is kind of working with their own set of goals. But then a lot of times those goals don't always align or they're not they don't know how to break through the barriers to get to their end goal together. But you guys are breaking those barriers. You're you're finding a way to show everyone how the connections, you know, how can all work together. How to, how to get to that point. The trick is using Nicole's empath abilities to sense what the world needs and then go after it, but only if it's fun. Yes, exactly. <laughs> only if it's fun. We should all live that way. Everybody listening, <laughs> do what's fun. And, and if it feels like it's too hard, shift, change direction, yeah. figure out something else. That's You're right. right. I mean, not to say we don't want challenges, but it's just if you keep hitting that wall, then it's like, okay, well, like, let's just turn a corner. Or figure <laughs> how to outsource it, right? If you're just terrible at accounting, bring in a bookkeeper. Like, don't do it yourself. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Well, you two are just so fun. What great energy. I'm like, wish I could find a way to have a company that I could send to you guys and like, <laughs> Like, I just want to, like, see you in action, and this has been so great. So oh, thanks. will there be an Age of Conversation Summit, too? 
You know, we've been talking a lot about that. So the first one was September of last year, and it was just a moment that people needed to have conversations. So I think September of 2021 is going to look insanely different than 2020. So uh, we're hopeful and we're watching the industry. We are having a hot dokimazo Secret Family Reunion, um, sorry, Secret Family Refresh Refresh. version of the reunion. So Secret Family Reunion was a secret. No one knew where it was. Secret Family Refresh is going to be July 27th through 30th in Atlantis and the Bahamas. The only thing that's not a secret is the location. So you get yourself to the Bahamas. We take it from there. You won't know anything that's happening until you get on the ground. And we are so excited. That is open to all event professionals. We hope everybody will come join us there. It is finally the moment that we'll be free and able to get back together again. Oh, my gosh. How fabulous. And in a fabulous location. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Talk about inspiration. All right. Well, thank you both so much for sharing all that you did today about Hot Tokamazo and yourselves. Where can people find you? What's what's the best place to go? Just to, to your website? Yeah, hotdokimazo.com. We're also on Instagram at hotdokimazo. And those are the two places that we haunt the most other than LinkedIn. So you can find a lot of our uh, thought leadership content out on LinkedIn. Mm, perfect. All right. Well, thank you both so much. Thank you for having thank me. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks again to Liz and Nicole for being the spark that so many of us need right now, not only to enhance connections with our colleagues and clients, but also the spark you both provide as human beings. You light up rooms and screens with your joy and excitement for seeking possibility in the unknown. Well, that is a wrap on this week's episode, and I want to hear from you. Please send feedback, show ideas, comments, questions, and of course, interest in participating to me at roomblogpodcast at gmail.com or send me a message on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Thank you for joining me today and please remember to subscribe to The Room Block so you can continue to join in the conversation.